3 slash the third natural law, the law of interconnectedness, abundance. Nothing is missing it just changes in form. This is the essence of the third law. Consider the inevitable destiny of this planet, which, at some time in the future will be consumed, destroyed by the sun. When the destruction of this world is referred to, all that is meant it is that the globe or its people may be displaced, but the material of which they and it are composed can never be destroyed. The suns and their systems in the sky will all undergo changes that are revolutionary, their condition may be wholly wiped out, but their material must endure forever in some form. You may burn the house in which you live, but every atom in it will be found again, some in gases that remain in the air, others in solids that go to the earth, and a few ashes that are heaped up, nothing can be lost. If you took a contract to end the existence of a drop of water for which you get $1 million if you succeed, you will not do it. No matter how many chemical changes the water passes through, it still lives and will live to that remote period that marks the end of eternity. There never was and never will be any limit to space, this is something that overwhelms the mind. We know that it must be true, because it is one of those facts that prove themselves. No one doubts it. If you are able to travel through sky with the speed of the mind, which will take you to the furthest visible star in one second, and if, at that rate, you were to go on and on, what would you find? Just space? Stars in it? Perhaps, but when stars were no longer there, it would be just space. If you think there is an end to space, what would you find there? What marks the end? A door? A wall? Or an ocean? Or a solid bank? What? It is merely space. When your mind travels to the highest heights, to the deepest depths, the furthest east and west, and north and south, and endlessly everywhere, it will find space, just space. Beyond the limits of space, there is more space. And so on until the end of thought. It is an amazing idea. Abundance is existence. Nothing was or is new. It is a change in form. That the cosmos is filled with space does not imply it is empty. Thought must have existed. Light is its child. Matter is the grandchild. Therefore the original thought are embedded in everything. Where is God not? The fourth natural law, harmony. 1. I4 slash the fourth universal law making material, the law of harmony. The whole mystery of the universe can be unraveled in the understanding of harmony. Fine vibrations of thought become coarser as they slow to form action, ending in physical manifestation. As water, when frozen, turns into ice and snow, so does thought turn to activity in order to materialize itself by a shift in vibration. Spirit descends into matter by the law of vibration, and matter may also change to spirit through the same action. Nothing can happen without a cause. So much has happened since the universe became a fact that the succession of development seems endless. The order in which events occur is called succession, just as the passing of air looms from parent to child is called succession, being the direct descendant in a straight line. If a person is able to be a single cause of a single fact, and to thereby set in motion a single line of activities, they count themselves inspired. To be able to find some meaning, some purpose in everything, is worth more than all else in any line of investigation, especially when the plan of creation is under discussion. If you were an all-powerful, all-knowing and ever-present thought, slumbering in space from the dawn of eternity, if such a term is possible, and you were to wake up and find yourself as nothing but power and knowledge, what would you do? Just such a question must have been asked of thought by itself. What would you do? It is hard to be alone, to be nothing but oneself, to see no one and do nothing. What would you do? You would think it over. But not long, eventually, you would act. The fact that there is material existence today in the universe proves one or more of the following conclusions. 1. Whatever exists in the material world must either have been created by some power, or must have been always present in some form. 2. If material was always present, therefore, 
it had no beginning. 3. If it was created, that which created it must have existed before it, and must always have existed or must have been created. 4. If that power that created matter, then it too had always existed and therefore had no beginning. 5. If it was created, then some other power must have existed before it. Power is the ability to do anything. But this does not mean the ability to make something out of nothing. Such a thing has never been done, and never will occur. Music, is the perfect demonstration of this law. There was nothing and then there is sound. Was this sound created from nothing? Or was there a thought that preceded it and if there was a thought that preceded the music, where did that come from? Did it come from nothing? If it did then it is independent of the environment it was created in. It therefore can also go back to nothing. Creation is the keynote. From thought to form and back. Humans are part of this evolution and therefore creating, through thought to form and back is a natural part of the human role in the universal dynamic. Each realm is in fact a realm of vibration. In the central courts of heaven there is the divine harmony, the perfect note, the highest frequency. As we descend to the material world, we descend to lower notes of harmony. What is important to notice is that harmony can exist on every plane of existence. From the highest, unconditional love to the lowest of physical and material pleasure, there is a harmony possible at each level. Bringing the universal viewpoint down through each level of life, is bringing harmony to all areas of life. Then, it is not as aspiration to escape life through spiritual practice but to see the beauty of it at all levels of life. When we contemplate and learn to become one with nature, our hearts open to its music. We say I enjoyed nature. What is it in nature that we enjoy? It is its harmonic, or harmony. Something in us has been touched by the rhythmic movement, by the perfect harmony of nature, a harmony that has been lost in the artificial life. This is the real temple, the true religion. If one is in tune with themselves and the rhythms of nature, then one moment standing in the midst of nature with an open heart is like a lifetime of fulfillment. A lack of harmony has disastrous effects on the world, all the troubles on our earth come from this dissymmetry. All the tragedy in the world, in the individual and the multitude, comes from this lack of harmony, and harmony is best given by producing it in one's own life we see that the world today needs harmony more than ever before. One should be able to express the harmony for which the soul yearns and longs at every moment. There may come a time when nature's law and its philosophy will become the religion of humanity. The beat and pulse of the heart are harmonious. The inhalation and exhalation of the breath are the result of a continuous rhythm and tempo. All life depends upon this musical pattern. The breath manifests as voice, as word, and as sound. This internal harmony, with its dependence on a perpetual cadence of notes, echoes the sound of a perfect song, from the harmony found in the world around us. This is creation at work. Manifestation Formula 1 slash pure thought without desire, unconditional love, no attachment to slash a purpose, an intent greater than the self. 3 slash vision, bringing a pure thought into tangible form. 4 slash goals, steps to construction, now with time and space lines. 5 slash visualize, it must be seen first in the mind before it can be seen in form. 6 slash concentration, energy must be focused on it. 7 slash action, it must become a priority for all effort must converge on it. 8 slash intensity, there must be a sense of urgency for now power flows through a dull medium. 9 slash happiness, a joy, there must be gratitude, it is the energy of creation 10 slash harmony, there must be the love of doing. In nature, what we appreciate will grow. Human bodies are a composition of trillions of vibrating particles, with our total well-being reflected in their movement. Our thoughts control this vibration. By developing certain thought patterns, we can alter our lives in a positive way. What you appreciate grows, what you don't appreciate does not. 5 slash the fifth natural law obedience.
The universe is held together by laws and forces that are all-powerful. If any one of these laws were to cease to operate, disaster would follow. Nothing is left to chance. The supposed blind activity of nature is contradicted by the most deliberate and careful adjustment of all parts of the greater universe. The forces involved in the government of this world and family of worlds, are mighty in their power, and yet humble in their obedience. They must conform. We've seen lightning leap across the sky and tear its way into the earth, seemingly following some movement that was due to chance, but every scientist who has studied lightning, knows that it obeys a fixed rule in all its activities. It will never deviate a hair's breadth from that fixed rule. The sun itself gives out original light. No other member of its family of planets does this. All borrow their light and reflect it back. If you look at the sky at night you will notice some of the bodies shine with a steady light that never flicker, while others have a constant twinkling. Those that twinkle are the stars, and each has its own solar system, with planets and moons. The orbs that never flicker are planets. Out of the stars you can build constellations having imaginary shapes, and you will find the same 1000 years from now. But the planets move from night to night, and can never form groups, because they lose their positions so quickly. They are traveling around the sun. They cannot get away. They go just so far out into space and there they keep their fixed distance from the sun. Every family in the sky is of the same material, substance and governed by the same cosmic laws as our own family, that somehow, even by the fact that they are in operating under the same laws of attraction and repulsion, all are related, and that distance is not relevant, even though its vastness overwhelms the mind for a time. The difference between a universal viewpoint and that of the ordinary person is the former views the whole at once, while the latter sees only the part. This distinction, slight as it seems at first, means the vast scope of the universe on the one hand and the worst of all personal and human interest on the other hand. Now which is the more important? You will now begin to see that this earth is just one world in the solar system which also contains a number of other worlds each under the control of the sun. Altogether this makes up one family in the sky. This family is given a part of cosmic space all by itself. Every star that shines, and there are billions and billions and billions, is the head of a family far away, so far away in fact, that the distance is inconceivable. It can't be measured, it is so vast that the human mind staggers under the thought of it. Everything in the universe reports to a higher power. It is the law of the one and the many. Obedience is the nature of things. To defy that obedience is a the disastrous life. The same law of central control holds each moon to its mother planet. If the smaller body could get away from the greater, it would become a free agent, and its course in space would mark uncertainty if not ruin. We would never know at what moment some stray world might crash into our planet. The sun has a long leash, like ropes that extend in all directions, leading out from itself to all planets, and that with these leashes each planet is held in check. The sun feeds them all with light and therefore energy, she defines their path through the sky and she controls their rate of speed. Now you will have a good idea of the control that is exercised by the sun over its family, the solar system. The sun is the leader giving light to dark, the planets are the follower fulfilling their own density guided by the light of the sun. The earth is free to fulfill its purpose, but cannot escape the leash of the sun, it is bound by its laws. Any contradiction to this would result in the expulsion of the earth from the family of the sun. Corporate culture are these larger laws, job function are the individual purpose. All of life fits these rules. The same is true of every one of the mighty operations of nature. All is government, all is mastery, all is obedience. All things have a central power that controls them. This is a self-evident law. There never was or could be a tribe that did not have its chief. Nor has there been a city or a town without a mayor or leader. There is no body of people that is without a leader. No government has ever existed without a leader, or a group of leaders, all businesses have their leader. 
and partnerships that are supposed to be composed of two people holding equal rights and rank, always have the senior partner, and one voice is stronger than the other in the management of the business. This fact is due to the necessity of centralizing the control of everything. But it is also instinctively derived from the same law that pervades all creation. The individual who cannot obey the guidance of their higher power, their soul their creator, cannot hope to tap the universal ocean, nor reach beyond an earthly viewpoint, they are what is called self-centered because the center of their universe, to them, is within them.